Welcome back to Sunday Scripture. We're talking today about the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, uh, which is coming up this Sunday on October 10th. Uh, we're going to be looking at the readings from the Book of Wisdom, Chapter 7, the, book, the Letter to the Hebrews, Chapter 4, and then the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 10. Um, so with wisdom, we have uh, what was summarized well as wisdom is better than everything else. Um, it's, it goes through this list. He says wisdom is better than riches. It's better than uh, having friends. It's better than any amount, you know, important thing you could think of it's 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 better than that it's worth giving away all of that yeah. to just to just for wisdom alone um, yeah Solomon uh, who we usually attribute as the writer of wisdom right praise for wisdom and I think a lot of times people think of wisdom as the wealth of all knowledge of the sciences and the worlds and all of those things but wisdom in this context is being able to view the world in the same sort of way that God does um, and to, to Solomon, that is greater than being a king and having all the power and having all of the riches or having um, any of those very materialistic worldly things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we go on to the letter to the Hebrews. Yeah, the idea that uh, scripture, the word of God, is like a two-edged sword that yes. penetrates through everything. You know, the, the bones, the marrows, the soul, uh, our spirits, everything, which... You know, again, you go back to the idea of wisdom, and then you look at the Word of God, which is kind of the fulfillment of that wisdom that is being shared with people. And Paul looks at that, and he's like, this this is exactly what this is. And when we start to look at things the way that God looks at things, then everything is exposed, right? He, he uses the words exposed and naked. That it's, it's really, we see things beyond the mask that people might put on sometimes when we see the way that God does with right. that same wisdom that Solomon's talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, and then we go into the Gospel from the Gospel of Mark, and it's the story of the rich young man who approaches Jesus, and he says, um, what do I have to do you know, to be to gain eternal life? Um, yeah. And it, there's a whole, um, John Paul II wrote a whole encyclical on this exchange, uh, which is one that I had read, and there's so much going on here, but really what's what happens next is that Jesus is saying, well, okay, follow the commandments. That's, yeah. you, you know, love God, Love your neighbor. You know, he lays out a few more of the Ten Commandments, and he says, "This is, you, you know, this part." And yeah. he's like, "Okay, I already got that down. What's next?" Like, okay, yeah. sure, like probably, but, um, but yeah, it's as if, if you've really got those, then the next thing is um, go and sell all that you have and come follow me. Mm-hmm. And it says the the man was disheartened and he, he walked away sad because he was too he loved his possessions and yeah. too many possessions that he was too attached to. Yeah, uh, this this to me, I think, is one of the the most painful accounts in the gospel. Um, when you you know, it's I always try to put myself in the shoes of the characters that are living through this, and, and it's always easy to kind of put yourself in the shoes of Jesus because you always get to be the good guy You're on the the easy side of things in, in some context. And you hear this, and the and the guy replies that I've been doing all of that since I was a child which I think is great because we've had so many um, scripture passages, gospel passages lately of do this as a child does, or Jesus presents the child among the crowd and he's like, like the child. And so this person says, but I've done that. I've done that since I was a child. I did it like a child. And Jesus still says, there's still more that you can do. And this is it. And the person, and it doesn't, it says like he walked away sad. Because he refused to give up that part of things. And that goes back to um, the, the book of wisdom um, and Solomon saying, this is greater than all of those things. 
Um, the the one visualization that I think it reminds me of, and I know we've talked about it a hundred times, is the chosen, the scene where Nicodemus refuses to actually follow Jesus after being invited, and the pain that you see. I get goosebumps yeah. just even thinking about it. The pain that you see in Nicodemus's face that he is unable to walk away from the power and status that he has. Um, and I, I think about this this young man who can't give those things up and how many saints we have in the church that the story goes, they gave up their riches. They gave up this old life. You know, St. Ignatius, who is my patron, that, like that's his whole story is he gave up that way of life to follow Christ. And this person can't make that commitment. He can't make that next step. And uh, how hard that is. And then we have the, you know, Peter turns around and he's like, I give up all that stuff. And Jesus is like, yes, which is why you will be rewarded greatly. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough. And this is where we get the the imagery of uh, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a, a needle than for the, a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this with some of our, our teens in Bible study the other day. They said, you know, is it just that you have money, or what? Like, what is it? Like, how? What? What's the limit there between yeah. like be, being rich? If I do I need to give away a couple dollars to make sure that I'm not in the category or whatever it was. Right. Um, it's and we came down to, like, you no, know, it's it's more about what are you attached to? What are you mm-hmm. holding back from from God in that sense? Like, there's plenty of rich people who have been able to do so much. That's the gift they've been given, and they've given it wholly back to God. Yeah. Um, you think of St. Elizabeth of Hungary or some, so many of the other saints that mm-hmm. were in those shoes. They weren't poor, that they used the blessings that they had to, to give back to God and the church. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the idea is, like, how attached are you to these things? And that goes back to, to all the rest of it, I think, and that's, where, you know, what in your life, what is the one thing you're holding back? And that's what Jesus is asking the, the young man here is, You've done everything else. You, you've got you know, the whole thing is here except for this last, last little corner. Right. And he's saying, no, this, this corner is mine. You get the rest, but I can't let go of this. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, where every, I mean, I feel like every sin can sort of be boiled down to that in some sense. And Solomon himself found along his life that he created those little spaces yes. where he did his thing and <laughs> yeah, everything else was, <laughs> it was his own downfall for someone even like Solomon. Yeah. Um, and as Hebrews remind us, reminds us, there's no way that God won't see that, no matter what parts of things you try and say, well, right. this is mine, you get the rest. That's still, you're, you're still one person, and there's only one life that you're living, and so God has always got to be a part of all of it, and you got to be willing to, willing at least to, to give it all to him. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, you get the question from this passage of, like, why is it bad to be successful and make money and do those things, and it's that's not what we're supposed to take from this it is the idea that we all have this i don't know if you want to call it our corner or a blind spot that we're missing or whatever it might be that we need to look at and say am i willing to give this thing up to follow what's most important right it's going back to the idea of how you set your priorities like making the first thing first and making sure that that's the most important thing you know if if the same scenarios played out in our lives today where God, you know, walks into this room right now and he sits down with you and I and he's like, you guys are doing a great job. You know, the scripture videos, they're fantastic. You're yeah. doing a great job with faith formation and family ministry and all these things. But this is what I need you to give up and, and start following. 
are you willing to do that? You know, and, and it, it for this young man, it was wealth. You know, it could be something totally different. For some people, it may be an attachment to the cell phones or um, the status that they have at, at work or something like that. But, right, the idea is, are you willing to drop everything to follow him? Um, and that means everything. You know, whatever it is that we have in terms of materialistic attachments or uh, relationships or struggles or addictions or whatever it is, are willing to drop everything to follow him. Yes. And I mean, I think I like the example you said earlier that kind of can tie some of that back together of, um, you think about how many saints, the great part is that their story started with them giving away everything and, and following yeah. Christ and some radical change, whether they grew up in the faith or not, it's not always a conversion, but some radical you know, conversion of the heart where yeah. they give up that last thing for God. And you imagine how many, you know, if, if, however many of the saints, if St. Ignatius or whoever had, had said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep this part, you know, how, mu yeah. how much greatness that the church has seen and that we've seen in the world, like how much less there could have been or how much more there could have been if so many others. I mean, even all the way back to one of our teens brought it up of Abraham at the very, yeah. in the book of Genesis, who's considered the father of the faith in so many ways. And it, it was a moment like that when he was most tested, when God said, you've given up everything, but what about the last thing willing? Yeah. And, and he was willing to it. And so it was, yeah. it's amazing to see just how big a difference that might make in somebody's life. Um, just by looking at the examples of when it's happened in scripture. Yeah. I think this is the idea of conversion, you know, that, that willingness to give up whatever that thing is. And then the idea that conversion is ongoing. It's not a one-time event that, you know, your life may change in a large conversion, but you're, you're doing these small conversions every day of things that you're willing to give up for the Lord, who also was willing to give up everything. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what our challenge for the week is to re-examine our life, whatever the analogy is you want to use, and see what that, that thing or those things that you're holding on to, and you're doing great with the rest, but what about those last yeah. couple of things? Where in your life are you not letting God into those corners of the room? Um, what is it in your life that God is calling you to give up for the greater glory of him and yourself, probably? And so what, what is it in your life that you're holding back there, and how can you prepare yourself to, to let that go and give that up to God? He knows anyway, right? So we might as well just admit to it ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's tough. I mean, that's that's a that's a, a hard a big challenge. Question. It's that's a hard challenge. Done, yeah, but absolutely. But I think it's worth worth doing, as the readings definitely say today. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Come back and join us next time as we talk about the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, in the meantime, know that you are in our prayers, and please pray for us. And uh, we will see you then. God bless. Bye.